0: Want a holiday gift your employees or clients will actually love? Send them gourmet peanuts from Hubbard Peanut Company. Hub's Peanuts is a family-owned company that's been making high-quality, delicious peanuts and sending them to every corner of the globe since 1954. Order some of Hub's plain, salted, or chocolate-covered peanuts in a special gift tin for the perfect gift for your friends, employees, clients, or even yourself. Visit Hub'sPeanuts.com. That's H-U-B-S-Peanuts.com.
2: morning good afternoon and good evening whenever or wherever you're watching or listening this is the awesome nhl dfs strategy show and i'm your host michael clifford aka slim cliffy joining me for the next hour to discuss our favorite holiday films our single entry cinema file mr joshua harris josh how you doing today buddy
1: Doing pretty good uh i know a lot of people got uh, absolutely destroyed last night so we gotta you know stay golden golden girls on so uh We'll bounce back tonight. You know, last night was one of those slates where, you know, we have those a couple days a year where third and fourth, like Britain's own Nathan Walker, not a single person rostered him. That's how, you know, that how that night went. That dude had three goals, not a single person had him.
2: Yeah, exactly. Those are... I, I think you and I talked about it a few days ago. Uh, private messaging on Discord. There are just some nights where cash game lineups are going to get there, and that's you know last night. Not not saying that cash game lineups swept the board, but there were some cash game lineups that won GPPs last night. That's on a ten game slate. That's kind of rare because you 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 know t- lines do tend to go off. Um, but I think this is the second time this has happened this year where we've had a large slate and it's been more cash gamey type lineups that have gotten there. Uh, that's just kind of the way it goes. I mean, every once in a while, cash game lineups are going to win the night. Um, you know, players don't score. <laughs> you know, you'll have St. Louis getting all their scoring from the bottom six, or you'll have Nashville actually scoring four goals, but they all came from the third line, I think, or something like that. So um, those are just kind of the, the, that's just the way it goes with NHL. I mean, NHL is just, uh, hockey is just such a random game. Yeah, he is Australian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I think you're thinking of Liam Kirk, was the uh, Arizona. Put another
1: shrimp on the Bobby. Nice Uh, accent.
2: New Jersey. (laughs) Yeah, we'll just mix the two of them together. Why not? (laughs) Um, But not everybody did poorly. I did get a message uh, on Twitter this morning from Bob Davis. He's a a regular watcher of this show, B Dog22 on DraftKings. He finished second in the $40, had himself a mid four figures night. Uh, good on you, b Dog. He played uh, Winnipeg 2 with uh, some Stamkos, Palat, and then some uh, value from the Blues, so um, you know, he didn't have Nathan Walker, as you mentioned, uh, but nobody else did, so you didn't really need to have him. Having Stamkos last night uh, was a big one. He had a four-point night. That top line went absolutely berserk. I think he had four points, Palat had three, and Radish had two, if I'm not mistaken, so Uh, Good on you, b Dog second in the $40. You had a good night. Uh, The rest of us didn't, but uh, hopefully we can have a much better night here tonight. We have uh, seven games ahead of us. Before we get too much further, I see about 40 people in the chat. If you guys could throw us a thumbs up and click that subscribe button. We are well on our way to 69,000 subscribers. Uh, Helps keep these shows coming on a regular basis. And click that bell uh, if you want to get alerts whenever we do go on the air Um, should uh, remind everybody that we are brought to you uh, by Yahoo sports. They are, or Yahoo fantasy, sorry. They are our sponsor for uh, so far have been for the entire season have been very good to us and to some of the subscribers that have jumped ship over to Yahoo and played over there as well. So we have a little giveaway through Yahoo we'll talk about later. Um, but for now we'll just talk about our free premium tools and data up on the site that we have almost every day today being no exception. We have NFL week 14 top stacks. We have NBA player rankings. We have NHL player projections and we have MMA fighter rankings all up on the site. So whether it's NFL on Sunday, NBA or NHL tonight, or MMA this weekend, we have you covered. So head on over to osmo.com to check out what we have for free premium tools and data. All right. It is a seven game slate, as I mentioned to you, Josh, but it's not one of your typical seven game slates. This is a seven game slate where there are three very obvious, just utter smash spots. Um, the first one is Colorado at home uh, to Detroit. The second one is Florida going into Arizona. And the third one is Vegas at home to Philadelphia. Now, you and I were talking before the show. We're, I'm probably going to play one lineup tonight, I might get to two you said you're probably sticking with one lineup tonight. So either way, the the two of us are going to be playing somewhere between one and three lineups. When you have like a situation like this, where there are, you know, three or four clearly very obvious, super smash spots. How do you handle that when you're whittling it down to just one lineup?
1: It's not easy. And a lot of the times I make the wrong decision. Like, honestly, (laughs) yeah, I'm just being honest. Um, But you know i i go with so like i trust the numbers i try to do that because at the end of the day i think i'm smart but i know i'm there's obviously people who are smarter than me uh alex baker and jake hary being two of them and they do the projections and all this stuff and sometimes if i don't agree with it um i'm wrong you know like obviously sometimes i'm right over the numbers but if if i'm coming down to a tiebreaker and i don't have to choose i'm going to go with the numbers here like Colorado very high owned. Florida not very high owned, and it's it's a it's a little bit confusing to me. I would imagine their ownerships going to come up during the day. But if Florida is going to be this low owned tonight, like it's going to be hard for me to avoid them. I want to get the most leverage possible in these high in these high total games, and there's a lot of leverage on Florida right now.
2: Yeah, I think that's one thing. We'll definitely talk about it. Uh, We don't have our top stacks tool free up on the site for today. So people can't check out the leverage if you're not a subscriber. That's for subscribers only today. But if you are a subscriber, I think the, the, the leverage uh, column and our top stacks tool is something that can be very helpful on a slate like this, because yeah, like you said, Colorado, like Colorado, I think Colorado and Vegas are going to draw more ownership than Florida because they're the home teams. Um, And Vegas is relatively cheap as well when you look uh, at some of the other prices. So I agree with you. That's a good one is think about where like tonight, there are three obvious smash spots. You can only fit in two stacks. So, you know, if you want to just avoid ownership, look for the highest ownership. Uh, If you want to avoid pricing, avoid just the high price guys. Um, It's kind of what you want to do with, with your own lineup. I will say, Personally, I just I, I really do look for leverage. I look for the lower owned spots. Like assuming all else equal, like assuming Florida one and Colorado one and Vegas one all have somewhat of a similar similar upside here tonight. I'll just take the lower I'll just take the lower owned line regardless of the price, right?
1: Yeah, and I guess it's because Colorado and Vegas are at home. So I guess that's why.
2: You know, I don't know if
1: I'm not sure it matters that the Panthers are on the road here. Like the Panthers draw like 83 people a game at home. So, like, it's not like crowds going to be a factor. Like, the Coyotes barely paid their power bill on time. There might be 12 people there tonight. It's not, it's not going to be a huge deal, you know, playing the Coyotes. The crowd's I mean, not going to be a factor.
2: Yeah, it, it was just a week ago they were at home and got blown out 7-1 by, by Vegas. Like, and I consider Florida to be uh, an equally offensive team to Vegas. So, you know, if Vegas can do it last week, why can't Florida do it this week? But then you get nervous. It's like, OK, then I'm fading that four total Colorado team at home. And it's like then I'm fading that 3.7 Vegas team at home on a Friday night uh, where, where Philly might have had last night uh, yeah. to have some fun. So it, I will say personally, I just look for the lower owned spots. And that's what I do, assuming all else is equal. Um, I think that's a good way to just kind of navigate these shorter slates if you're only playing a couple lineups.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, listen, you're going to have to make tough fades when you're playing one lineup. It's just going to happen. Like, one lineup, we've talked about it on other shows, is like, if you win a GPP, even once during the year, that makes your season, if you're a one lineup player, you know, so you just got to be patient. You're going to be wrong more than you're right. And I mean, you can be wrong and still cash, right? You're not, you, you can play Florida and they end up doing well, but they don't do as well as say Vegas tonight. You'll cash. You're not going to win the GPP. And that's what I mean by wrong. Not like, you know, getting absolutely just like destroyed by slamming in one of these lower own spots.
2: Yeah. Um, should mention as well, as the chat said, there is a difference between DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh, there will be difference in ownership rates because of pricing and, and scoring and all that. So we do have Florida a little bit higher owned on FanDuel than we do on DraftKings here tonight. So it might depend where you play as well. But I agree with you. Let's just uh, let's just look for uh, some good leverage spots and let's try to do some damage from there. All right. We do have seven games to talk about. Um, let's get to that first game. New York Rangers, 3.3 implied goal total. They're going into Buffalo. The Buffalo Sabres have a 2.7 implied goal total. Now, obviously with, you know, we just talked about all those smash spots with all those smash spots available. There's not really a lot of ownership elsewhere to go around. Uh, so if you look at the Rangers top line, uh, they're coming in at 7%. The Rangers second line coming in at 10%. And that's despite both lines being priced under 16K on DraftKings. Like when you're getting a bandaged ad line at 10% on a seven game slate, when they're priced at like 15K, that's when you know there's a lot of ownership that's going to be going elsewhere. So I think there should be some interest. I mean, a 3.3 total is definitely not nothing. So what do you think about this game, Josh?
1: Yeah, I actually like the Rangers tonight. Um, You know, the, we were talking earlier in the season how the Tage Thompson line was really good defensively. That has kind of changed since uh, Rasmus Asplund came off that line. They're still pretty good offensively, but they're, they've been trading chances at a fairly high rate, um, Recently, and they're going to be getting strom Panarin, Hunt. And I, I like that line tonight. Um, strom Panarin, for sure. They're actually not super expensive to two-man. They're only like 11.5, which is reasonable for them. Uh, the Rangers' top line going to be getting Cousins, akposo like Asplund, for the most part, I would imagine. I mean, that line is okay as well. I They're giving up under 10 high-danger chances per 60, but, you know, their expected goals is is fairly, I think it's worse, a little bit worse than league average. So I don't, I don't mind going to the, the Rangers top line tonight as a full line. Obviously that top line is their best line. Um, you know, Dryden Hunt is, a, he's actually stabilized that second line, but you know, he, he's not like an offensive powerhouse. He did score the other night, but uh, I think if I'm going to full stack anything, uh, it would be that Rangers top line. I don't know if I'm going to get there in one to three because of all the spots we talked about, but I think the, the Rangers top six is is pretty sneaky in MME tonight. And then if you want to go down to that third line again, I think, you know, that's perfectly fine. he finally had a power play point for the first time in 70 games, which was a, which is a crazy stat to me because I, I like him. Um, I guess that's not why it's crazy stack, because I like him. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> but Peter <laughs> Lafreniere, two-man, I think is in play if you're trying to power play stack some of these guys as well, and they're coming in under 1%. On the Buffalo side, um, you want to use that top line? You know, I think, you know, while Igor is out, I think we can take advantage of the Rangers' defensive issues a little bit. Uh, I don't mind going to that that Sabres top line, uh, going up against Strong Panera and Hunt. Um, their defensive numbers are okay. Um, but there's nothing really on the Rangers that's going to worry me from a defensive standpoint. So I would imagine they also avoid Fox, which is a big thing, but 11% is, you know, in a 2.7 total, not super exciting. I'd rather play the Rangers in this game, but you can definitely, the more lines you make, you can start working in some Boston one.
2: Yeah. Um, I want to just start with the Buffalo side where you left off and I'm going to talk about the Dylan cousins line, actually. Um, because I'm pretty sure Jake said he'd fire me if I didn't talk about the Dylan Cousins line on the show today. No, but um, the reason is, is because they've been good together this year, uh, Cousins and Kyle Ocposo. I was looking at their numbers this morning. In 75 minutes together, uh, 66% of the scoring chances have gone to Buffalo with Okposo and Cousins on the ice. That's pretty good. That's a very good... Uh, defensive slash shutdown slash two-way line. And that's the line that's going to be going up against the Banishad. So that's what's kind of worrying me from the Rangers here is like there's l- literally only one line I wouldn't want my team, my stack to face, and it's that Cousins line from Buffalo. So that's the thing that's kind of keeping me away from the Zibanejad-Cryder-Cackle line. So I do like Rangers too a lot better here, the panarin Strome hunt line they're coming in a little bit more owned but i honestly the difference between seven and ten percent on a 10 game slate or a seven game slate just does not matter at all so um it's whether or not you like the line better and i like the Rangers' second line a lot better they're generating 2.9 expected goals for 60 minutes 61 percent of the expected goal share they're going to see the buffalo's first and third lines and you know you just talked about buffalo's defensive Buffalo's top line's defensive number sliding, and they have been for a couple weeks now. Still good offensively, but really giving it up defensively. So um, I like Rangers, too. I like Buffalo, too. But I will say in my one lineup, I'm, I don't think I'm going to get to Buffalo. Uh, Rangers, too, will be in consideration in my one lineup here tonight. Um, on, I want to talk about Gerard Gallant just real quick, uh, the coach for the New York Rangers. He is very, very famous and notorious for instilling cross-scene passes and behind-the-net passes into the Vegas system when Vegas first started up there back in 2016. He was, believe it or not, like, he wasn't at the forefront of that kind of revolution. Like, the way five-on-five hockey has been played in the NHL has been completely revolutionized over the last five years. And believe it or not, Gerard Gallant and the Vegas Golden Knights were at the forefront of it, and I think – that's kind of what you've seen with the struggles with the Rangers so far earlier this year is that it's a completely different system than what they had played for two or three years. And I think it's taken some time, but now that, you know, they got Kako and Hunt, two good defensive players, I think they're starting to really find themselves uh, starting to find that rhythm within that system. And I, you know, it took a couple months, but they're finally there. And the good news is that they're at the top of the league while, while they've been quote unquote struggling. So I think, uh, the Rangers are definitely in due for some good things here. And I like that second line here tonight. I mean, it doesn't hurt that the Buffalo penalty kill is bad, right? Bottom 10 penalty kill in the league. So uh, I think Stroman Panarin can definitely take advantage of that here tonight. On the blue line, I, know, I noticed, like, I, I wrote down in my notes, no shot blocking. Like, I didn't think there'd be anybody in this game that I'd have to worry about for shot blocks. Robert Hag is typically the one guy from Buffalo that we look, that we think about for shot blocking, but he's out tonight. So I don't know if there's really a defenseman I like out of this game, I guess. Are we going back to the Trouba? Well, can we go three for three?
1: Well, I mean, Ryan Lindgren didn't practice or didn't skate this morning. I don't know what his status is. If he's out, someone's going to move up. um That's, you know, worth keeping an eye on. Um I think there's, other games where I like defensemen better. If you want to use Trooper for 5,500, I think that's perfectly fine. But, you know, Fox, if you want to do some play stuff, but that's really about it for me.
2: Yeah, and I had thoughts about playing Ukopech but I, I thought he'd be cheaper than 7,500. I honestly did. I thought he'd be like a 7,100 goalie. I'm not 7,500. That doesn't really interest me.
1: I don't really have much interest in either goalie in this game. Jor- you have an 8,200, or it could be Keith Kincaid. Um, I, I just, you know, There's other
2: goalies that I like. Yep, I agree with that. All right, let's get to the next game. Pittsburgh, 2.8 implied goal total. They're going into Washington. The Caps have a 3.1 implied goal total. No Jake Gensel here uh, for Pittsburgh. He was injured in the last game. He's going to be out for a while. No Brian Rust either. And when you consider that if getting Malkin's out, that's basically an entire top line missing from this team. It's not nothing. Um, It looks like uh, Kasperi Kapanen is going to jump to the top line with Crosby and evan rodriguez but at practice they had crosby rodriguez jeff carter and dominic simone on the power play i don't know what to make of that i don't, i'm not a big fan of it personally um why don't you tell us what you're a fan of in this game josh
1: uh not much <laughs> no but like we were talking before the show about pit one you know like it's just tough to use them in, in one to three lineups tonight. Um, there's just so many better options. I think I want to wait on that pit one line, uh, Crosby Rodriguez Capitan until they get a better matchup um, capitals, you know, just, I, capitals of five and five are just a weird team. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. it, it, it the way they just play is just, it's not fun. It's not good it, for DFS.
2: No, it, it, to me, it reminds me of a group of guys that just got together to play pond hockey or something like that, and they're just whipping passes across the ice until somebody yeah, yeah. can get it two-on-one.
1: Yeah, it's just it's just odd hockey. I just, like, I don't know. Penguins 1 is is for another day, but if you want to use them in mean, MME, I think they're another spot that's going to go overlooked, especially with in there. Um, you know, he's probably, he's 3,100, which is, like, four grand cheaper than what Gensel was. So, I mean, that line is um, much cheaper. Rodriguez and Kapanen have some history playing together. You know, Rodriguez wasn't always up with Crosby. He was playing down the lineup with Capitan. They have good numbers. Crosby and Rodriguez have ridiculous numbers together. So this line, in theory, should be pretty good. Um, it's just one of these slates where it's going to go a bit overlooked because of all these smash spots. So I think in MME, this is another sneaky spot. Uh, not much interest in any other line on Pittsburgh. If you want to have some Carter – I guess. Uh, I mean, like for power play, I just, I, I don't think you need to get to the power play here, especially with that being over three different lines on the cap side. So what the caps do at home is they send Eller out against the top comp. So he's going to see Crosby and then, you know, so Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, Wilson are going to see, you know, a, a fair bit of that third line, Bluegram McGinn and Zach Ashton Reese. And that line is actually pretty good defensively. And it, it just, I, I don't want to use Ovechkin because like the Capitals five on five are just not great. So I know they're coming in around 7%, which does worry me because like 10% Ovechkin be hat tricks, man. Whew, forget about <laughs> it. But, uh, I just, so,
2: I just, this could be a 9 PM logout game. Let's, let's just keep that in mind. Yeah.
1: It, like it concerns me how low their ownership is and what they're capable of. I just, I don't think I can get there in one lineup. Uh, I think the line that I like, at least not not full-stacking, but at least taking pieces of is McMichael-Oshie. They're going to get the Carter matchup, which is the, the best line that you can take advantage of on the Pittsburgh side. Uh, Kapanen did move up and Drew O'Connor's there, so maybe that changes the aspect of that them defensively. I would imagine it improves it a little bit, maybe. But, um, you know, McMichael's only 2,800. Oshie's 4,100 on the top power play. They're garnering no ownership. 50, or 6900 which is a nice price for the two of them. Uh, you get that power play correlation, let you fit in some some expensive guys. So I don't mind getting to some McMichael Oshie, but everything else is MME for me.
2: Yeah, it's McMichael Oshie that I want to start with here today. Um, I used them earlier in the season because McMichael's shot rate earlier in the season was just absurd. But in their 75 minutes together, 69 shot attempts per 60 minutes, 64% of the shots, and 63% of the scoring chances, they are just throttling the opponent when they're on the ice. They're just having some hard time finishing. And that McMichael has had a, a tough time finishing um, is, isn't a big surprise as a rookie. But, you know, they've got they, – they, you have TJ Oshie on the other line. This the guy's a very, very good NHL player. Uh yeah, Captain America exactly. And they're both you know, like like you mentioned, relatively cheap. You can get them for 6900 on DraftKings tonight for two man and then you can go and get, you know, your Colorado one or your, you know, Vegas one or, you know, if you're just Josh stacking Washington, which I think I don't think I would be Josh stacking the caps here tonight, but Josh stacking is something we will be talking about a little bit later. So, I'm with you. I in my one-to-threes, I don't think I'm going to have the Ovechkin line. Um, it'll probably be McMichael, Oshie. That I'll, they're one of the fillers that I'm considering here tonight. On the Pittsburgh side, I do like that top line. I, like, I really do like that top line because, re- like you mentioned, Rodriguez and Kapanen have been very good together. And I think a lot of that is just Rodriguez has been very good for two years now. Like, I think that's just kind of it. It's like he can bring along even an average NHL forward. To very good numbers, and then you you know throw them with Crosby, and it's game over. So I think there I do have interest in that Pit one line here tonight. You know I think you can two man stack Rodriguez and Crosby, uh, and get away with it. I think that's just fine. So for me, out of this game, I like Pit one. They'll be in consideration in my one to three. Absolutely anything more than that, they should be in your consideration. I like uh, Washington three as a filler on the blue line. Uh, one guy I have kind of circled here is Martin Fairbury. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, 20 minutes a game over the last six games or something like that. And he's by far their block shot leader per minute. So uh, looks like he could be in line for a block shot bonus here tonight. Is there anybody maybe a little bit more expensive that sticks out to you?
1: Really? I mean, Latang's price has come down, but like, he's just not a guy I'm going to run off. If you want to get, you know, have like a three man of Crosby Rodriguez, uh, Latang, I think that's certainly viable. Um, the pit cheap guys, like minutes are concerned, like Matheson at 2500, Marino at 2600, Pedersen 2500, like their minutes just bothering me. I wish Matt Irwin got some more minutes on the cap side, but uh, I'm I'm agree. I'm gonna say Martin F, like what Jake would do, would just go first word, first name, first last initial, because I don't know how to pronounce it. So Martin F, let's do it.
2: All right, we're putting in Martin F. He's definitely under consideration as a punt uh, here tonight for us. Um, just we'll have some break. I see some news in chat for Vegas. We'll talk about Vegas a little bit later, but uh, looks like they have uh, some lineup changes on the way as well. Uh, but first, to get access to all the great Osmo Plus tools and content for nearly every DFS sport out there, you can do it with a weekly pass. Of Osmo Plus weekly pass, sorry for twenty nine. 95. It includes full access to all the premium content and tools on Osmo.com, including player projections, ownership projections, our premium discord, our lineup builder and a whole lot more. If you're a new user of Osmo Plus Platinum, then you can take advantage of the promo code we have for this show, which is NHL strategy show, all caps, all one word that's NHL strategy show for 25% off your first week of Osmo Plus Platinum. You can find the link to activate this coupon in the description of the video below. And of course, if you're only looking to play NHL DFS, then you can sign up for one of our Osmo plus NHL weekly packages for as low as $3.95 a week. Stop guessing, start winning, join Osmo plus today. NHL strategy show is your promo code, all caps, all one word, 25% off your first week of Osmo plus platinum, but it's for new users only. Um, All right, let's just jump in. Somebody's uh, recommending a Radco good-ass in chat, but uh, we're not on the Florida game yet. We're going to have to wait a little bit. Uh, Nashville, 2.9 implied goal total. They're going into New Jersey. The Devils have a 3.0 implied goal total. Now, what's interesting to me here is UC Saros um, is sick, illness, Um, not playing David Riddick played last night. That tells me Connor Ingram probably plays tonight. Now, Connor Ingram is an interesting goaltender because he was supposed to be the goalie of the future after Saros. It's just, he landed in the KHL or maybe the Swedish league or something like that. And then there was some shady stuff that happened over there and Nashville basically thought he wasn't going to end up their number one goalie. So they drafted that, Askarov kid in the first round a couple years ago. Lo and behold, Connor Ingram kind of turned his career around and uh, now he's back in the NHL. Like he was supposed to be their goalie of the future and he has put up good numbers elsewhere. So like I, this isn't, this isn't Adam Huska coming in for the Rangers a couple nights ago. You know what? That's kind of what I'm getting at here. Uh, So why don't you give me your thoughts on this game, Josh, because I think this is a fascinating game from a DFS perspective on this league.
1: Yeah, I think Connor Ingram is better than Big Save Dave at this point. Um,
2: I, I agree with that.
1: So, you know,
2: and Vince McMahon let me down last night, huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we'll hold off on a, on a replay of that until uh, until that comes through again for us.
1: Same ownership tonight, baby. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Like the the Devil's lines have been pretty high, vent. Lots of trading chances here, back to back on the road.
2: I don't know. And one That's thing like... I noticed too in a couple of games since Jack Hughes has been back, they're not really hard matching. Like yeah. they're just, they'll try to get the Hissier line out sometimes, but if it's Mercer line up, then they'll just put the Mercer line out. Like they don't really hard match.
1: Yeah, and like the top three lines for the Devils in like similar sample sizes are like almost the exact same with like. <laughs> <laughs> like shots against and like expect the goals against, So it's like, it doesn't really matter. Um, it's not going to take much to get over the field on Nashville one tonight. Um, I know they burned a lot of people and now they're going back to back. Um, who did they... Oh, it's the island. It's not a, it's, it's a very short trip from strong Island to Newark, New Jersey, man. Maybe that's what it is. Like going to long Island to Newark, man. That's just like the two worst places on earth. But, like, um,
2: I live I'm in New Canadian, Jersey. so no comment.
1: I, I live in New Jersey. <laughs>
2: it's bad.
1: Um, it's not going to take much to get over the field on Nashville 1 here tonight. Uh, I think this is a pretty good spot. Um, I like Blackwood if he's in. But, like, again, nothing on the devil side really scares me defensively.
0: What a holiday gift your employees or clients will actually love? Send them gourmet peanuts from Hubbard Peanut Company. Hubs Peanuts is a family owned company that's been making high quality, delicious peanuts and sending them to every corner of the globe since 1954. Order some of Hubs' plain, salted, or chocolate covered peanuts in a special gift tin for the perfect gift for your friends, employees, clients, or even yourself. Visit HubsPeanuts.com. That's H U B S peanuts.com.
1: 2% on a fully correlated top line on a team that takes a lot of penalties. Yeah, they have a they have a good penalty kill, but they take a lot of penalties. So, you know, the problem is Ryan Johansson scores all the power play goals now, apparently. <laughs> I don't like, know what's
2: going on there. Yeah, I
1: don't know what's going on there. He has eight goals. I think in the last nine seasons, he's had six. No, that's that's a joke. But like I think you can you can get to Nashville one here, especially in MME. One to three, I'm not sure I'm gonna get there, but 2.9 total on the road tells me that you know they expect goals in this game. Um, so if you're doing 20 lineups, even just having two of 20 or even one of 20, you're over the like you're five Xing the field. So I, I think this is a, a pretty good leverage spot for Nashville once tonight. Going down the lineup, if you want to use that second line, like I'm I, I feel bad hopping on the Rajo train. So I I still like Ily Tolvin and Luke and two man. You're cheap enough where you can fit in some stuff. But for me, this is national one. I like Yossi again. On the devil side, it's kind of, I don't know. Like Hughes hasn't looked right since he got back. But again, there's almost no ownership on this line. I'm going to go on. I'm going to play this line, maybe not tonight, one to three, but definitely an MME at this ownership until they turn it around. Like I've talked about, you know, getting ahead of the trends. Like Jack Hughes, before he got hurt, was really breaking out. Like this was going to be his breakout season. He's going to get back there at some point. And I want to be on Jack H- <laughs> phrasing. I want to, <laughs> I want to be like, I want to have that line at really low. <laughs> ownership. Woo. Uh, you know, when they go off. So I'm going to go back to that, that Jack Hughes line tonight. You want to have uh he's your brat soccer because they're fully correlated. I think that's fine. Uh, ownership. 8% on a 10 or on a seven game slate is fine. So there is a lot to like an enemy from this game. Not sure I'm going to get too much in one to three.
2: So I understand what you're saying about New Jersey, about the Hughes line. And I do like them too. Here's my thing is that if they're not hard matching New Jersey one against Nashville one, which I don't think they're gonna, that gives New Jersey one, some pretty easy matchups down the lineup. You know what I mean? Yeah. And New Jersey one's, uh, come, you know, fairly cheap under 14 K. If I'm not mistaken, they're all perfectly correlated on the power play. And Nashville has one of the worst penalty kills in the league over the last month. And it's a back-to-back. So like, I get what you're saying about, about Hughes and Sharon Govich, but I think like you, I'm going to wait another, another day uh, to play him. I don't think, I think there are other depth spots that I like better um, in this one. So uh, Mercer Tatar, they've kept up their numbers, really good numbers um together you know as a two-man stack getting secondary power play minutes against an awful Nashville penalty kill like I think that's perfectly fine but I do like the New Jersey top line here I like both top lines I'll say that I really do like both top lines in this game if I were to pick one to play it would be the New Jersey top line it's because I want to take advantage of that awful Nashville penalty kill um I i just think I'm um, in my one lineup tonight i I'll just say, I don't think I'm going to have a stack out of this game. I'm just recommending what I would play if I was getting up to more lineups on the blue line. Um, I noticed Matthias Ekholm was getting down really, really cheap, but he also hasn't done a lot this season. So while he's cheap down at 2,900, it's also kind of justified. Um, how do you, is it Dougie day times two? Are we playing Dougie again? Uh, what do you like for defenseman here?
1: I like Dougie. I like Severson. I also like Ryan Graves. His price has come down to thirty-eight hundred. Playing with Dougie, I think he's definitely viable. Uh, I think you know Yossi's fine. Like Fabro, more expensive than Ekholm is just weird. But I think honestly, I'd rather play Fabro. Like I, I don't know. But like I don't think I'm going to play either. I think it's just like Yossi for the Preds, and then in order, I think it'd be Hamilton, Severson, Graves.
2: I mean, Fabro has played. I'm just looking at his game logs over 23 minutes, each of his last two games, if they're going to keep playing in that. Maybe that's a reason why um, like, maybe there's something going on with that comb. Like he was down to 20 minutes last game. Maybe he's injured. Maybe he's playing he through sick
1: two games ago. And then, so I don't know.
2: Yeah. Maybe that's it. So yeah. Yeah, I don't mind that Fabro call uh, either. Um, I'm sure the chat will absolutely love Fabro here tonight. Oh yeah. Detroit 2.6 implied goal total. They're going into Colorado. The Avs have a 3.9 implied goal total. Detroit played last night uh, in St. Louis, got beat up pretty bad. 6 2, I think, was the final. Um, Alex Nedeljkovic started last night, so probably Thomas Grice tonight. Uh, no Nazem Kadri for Colorado. He's out. Andre Burakovsky jumps to the top power play unit. I didn't see even strength lines at morning skate today but I assume JT Conford just jumps right into the second line center role. And then the rest of the lineup stays the same uh, as last game. Uh, what do you have here, Josh?
1: Yeah. I don't think they're going to move Logan O'Connor after his two goal games, but who knows? I'm not the coach, but um kind of hard to, well, I guess you could full stack that top line with Logan O'Connor being 2800, but um, I don't know. I, it's impossible to power play stack. I tried it this morning. Um, you're going to have to take bits and pieces from the power play here again. And again, like we talked about last show, I think putting in Taze over McCarr helps you fit in those pieces. If you want to do like McKinnon, Landis, uh Burakovsky, Taze, I think that's a fine four man, you know, something like that. If you want to put, you know, Burakovsky in over Logan O'Connor with that top line, I think that's perfectly fine because you see the ownership 20, 25%. I think, you know, you want to, you know, Burakovsky's down in that third line during evens if you want to, you know, put him up onto that top line. He's coming in right now around 3%. That's going to lower that three-man stack uh, a lot. I think that's a good way to get different tonight. Um, you know, doing like McKinnon, Renn, and Burakovsky. I know it's over three even strength lines, and maybe that's not my, the most ideal thing. But in this high of ownership, in this high of total, you know, I don't mind doing that. Um, I think you can – man, I just don't like JT Confer, but I think you can full stack that second line with Joe Valeno there. You know, that second line numbers have just been brutal. There's just a lot to like out of the abs. It's just tough like to full stack a line and like think like, you know, oh yeah, you know, Logan O'Connor is going to score twice again. And you just feel awful fading Rantman, You know what I mean? So I think like getting bits and pieces of the power play is how I'm going to approach the abs. And then, you know, uh, on the Detroit side, we talked about uh, the line with Fabry over Bertuzzi. And of course, you know, Fabry scored two goals yesterday. It was just an absolute stone cold lock. Um, but um, I don't know. Darcy, Darcy has been uh, beatable this year. He hasn't been, you know, how he was in Arizona. I'm not saying go all in on the Detroit Red Wings top line in a 2.6 total on a back to back on the road but if you're making 20 lineups i don't mind having you know one or two of 20 detroit one but that's really about it on the detroit side and then colorado you know i think i'm going to mix and match the power play stuff
2: yeah um one thing that stuck out to me with colorado is the third line <laughs> and i'm going to talk about the third line for a reason it's because i actually have interest in the detroit third line here Zadina, dina raspison ernie and I bring that up is because this we have their stacks projected at virtually the same output. Colorado three at 17.8 points and Detroit three at 17.4 points. I just bring that up because, like, if you're looking to get super expensive Florida, Colorado, Pittsburgh, Washington, what have you, you need to go look for some filler filler spots. And Rasmussen and Zadina have been good together this year, only 35 minutes together, but of the shots, 54% of the scoring chances. Zadina has been good this year. Rasmussen has been good this year uh, separately. So it would make sense that they've been good together. Um, I think Detroit three as a two man uh, in super expensive stacks makes sense, but this is a Colorado game for me. Um, I'm going to stay away from the top, from the second line. I would just focus on the top line. And I agree with, what you said, take out logo O'Connor, put in Burakovsky. In fact, you could probably just leave Burko- leave O'Connor and put Burakovsky there. Like I'd be perfectly fine with three Colorado wingers in my lineup here tonight. Um, so Colorado. Uh, so yeah, Colorado one Adam Burakovsky. I don't think you necessarily have to put in Kale McCarr with your Colorado one stacks. And that's because Devin Taves has been playing like 24 minutes a game for his last five or six games. Um, and, you know, it's a good way to save some money because you did talk about how expensive it is. It is ridiculously expensive to stack in that Colorado one. So I think, you know, Colorado one plus Taves or Colorado one, you know, put in Burakoski plus Makar, something like that definitely makes sense. So that's where I'm at here. Colorado one, maybe a Detroit three, two man of Sedina and Rasmussen or something like that in your fillers as well. Um on the blue line, I just mentioned Devin Taves. I do like Devin Taves uh, again here tonight. Uh, he's starting to get up in price of 5,600, but honestly, with the minutes he plays for the team he plays for, I think it's still just fine. Philip Horanek played 24 minutes last night for Detroit. If I knew he was going to play that again here tonight, I would probably play him at 3,500. I just don't know. What do you think about this game on the blue and
1: line? Even if he plays 19, 20 minutes at 3,500, I think he's still viable. More is just gravy. Um, I don't mind him. That's really about it um, on the on the wing side. I agree with Taze. Macar. if you want to, uh, is perfectly fine. Also, Gerard, I think, is an interesting play as well.
2: Yeah, I always find myself getting to Gerard somehow. It's like, oh, I'm going to play McCard today. And then two hours later, it's like, oh, I guess I'm going <laughs> down to Taze. And then 30 minutes before long, it's, oh, I need the space. <laughs> We're going down to Gerard, yep. So,
1: Yep, just love the spinning into the zone. <laughs> we got a <laughs> play Gerard.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mentioned Yahoo Fantasy earlier in the show, and we have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited-time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo!, Sign up for an account via the link below, deposit and play, that's it. Yahoo will send us your name after, you, after you've played in your first paid contest and we will reach out via email with your coupon. If you need immediate access, email support at Osmo.com and we'll get you set up right away. You can also claim a free $10 of site credit by clicking the link in the video description below, which can be used to enter any Yahoo contest, including tonight's $100,000 Thursday Night Football Baller. Make sure to use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. That's a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum for new Yahoo users. Just click the link in the description below. All right. Three games left, 15 minutes to do it, lots of time. Florida, 2.3.9 applied goal total going into Arizona. The Coyotes have a 2.1 applied goal total. There is some news from Arizona here. Uh, Nick Schmaltz back for the Coyotes. Uh, he has been out all season due to injury. He's going to be playing with Lawson Krause and Barrett Hayton. Um, Kessel Boyd Keller expected to stay for Arizona. On the Florida side, Anthony Duclair is back for the Panthers. He's back with his usual linemates on the top line with Barkoff and Verhage. Uh, Sam Reinhardt stays on the second line with Bennett and Huberto. Third line of Lundell, Vertrano, and Max Mammon, all right. Uh, I think this is the spot of the day. Tell me something here, Josh.
1: Yeah, so I just loaded in uh Panthers Powerplay one into the lineup builder. If you want to make it fit to have tw- 2500 average for two for a defenseman, a winger, and utility, you have to play Thomas Bryce. <laughs> hey.
2: I mean, I can be talked into it. I can be talked into it. I don't want to do it, but I can be talked into it.
1: Okay. (laughs) I think, with that in mind, I think I really just like Florida 2 here. And it it is like, it hurts to say because I really want to play Barkov tonight. Um, But the Coyotes' penalty kill is just atrocious. And you want to go to that top line, fine. Like, Duclair's back, and he's 6,300, not on the top power play. It's just a bit crazy to me. Um, and, like, Aaron Ekblad, always so involved. I think like if you're going to power play stack, like, the tough decision is you're going to have to leave off either one of Ekblad or Barkov. And that's just, that's just you know, a double-edged sword. It's pick your poison. Like, if you leave Barkov off, he's going to hack. You leave Ekblad off; he's gonna, you know, have the combo meal with three assists. You know what I mean? So, like, I think you know, Florida two is my favorite spot of the night. Surprise, surprise. Um. <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: I really wanted a power play stack them. It's just like insane. Like if you put in Grice, you still need three min price players to fill it out. Um, so I think what I'm going to do is, you know, put in four to two, put in one of Barkov and Ekblad with them and then, you know, find some value around them. But, like, maybe their ownership comes up now that Chandler Stevenson's out. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, I want to see their new ownership run, but I, I still think the Panthers are in the best spot of the night. Four to 2, fully correlated, perfectly fine. Um, you want to use that top line, I think, you know, that's perfectly fine as well. I just want to concentrate on the power play just because of how bad the Coyotes' penalty kill has been. Um, and then on the Coyotes' side, like, yeah, Nick Schmaltz is back, but he doesn't shoot, and now he's playing wing with Barrett Hayton and Lawson Kraus. Like, why? Like, they should just make Keller Schmaltz Kessel. Like, that will
2: no, they'll get there eventually. It's just going to take six games, and they're going to score three goals as a team in the meantime.
1: Yeah, and when that line does come together, it's absolutely going to break everyone's you know model because like they're going to be they're going to be like eight thousand a full stack, and they're going to be projected for like thirty-one points as a line. And, you know, it's just going to be crazy. But, like, as it is, I think this is just a Panthers game for me.
2: Yeah. Um, You're telling me I can Florida power play stack, put in Thomas Grice, and use Detroit three all in the same lineup? Buddy. Say no uh, more.
0: Take my money. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. No, I do absolutely love that Florida second line here tonight. Uh Definitely one of my favorite lines on the entire slate. One of our better leverage lines by our top stacks tool. They're in the top three, along with a Washington and a Winnipeg line that we'll get to uh, probably in the next game. But yeah, Florida too, coming in uh, under 20K, uh, coming in uh, very uh, positively, very positively leveraged, I should say, coming in with a higher, they have a higher projected total or higher projected uh, fantasy point total than the Florida top line. And basically the same projected total as the Winnipeg top line. So, like it says Florida, quote unquote, two, but this is a it's a top line in everything but names. So um I want to take advantage of that awful uh Arizona penalty kill. It's just I agree with you. You have to decide whether to put in Ekblad or whether to put in Barkov. I don't know what I'm gonna do yet. I'm leaning towards probably putting in Ekblad, but you know, formatting the Florida Panthers power playing, leaving, leaving off Alexander Barkov just feels like one of the stupidest things you can do yeah. with DFS. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, I don't know like how I'm going to handle it. I don't know how I'm going to handle it. All I'm going to say is that I'm playing Florida.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I also like the third line for the Panthers here. Lundell and Vitrano, like excellent numbers together. 72 shot attempts per 60 minutes, controlling 55% of the shot attempts. So if you don't want to play the expensive Florida guys, but you still want a piece of this game, I think a Lundell-Vitrano two-man against, I don't even know what third line is from Arizona because it doesn't matter. Uh, Lundell-Vitrano, a good two-man for me, but I really like that Florida second line. On the blue line, I'm going to go into it a little bit deeper on a different show because we are starting to run a little bit shy of time, but I'm a big believer in a second half turnaround for Jacob Chickren. I just don't know if I want to do it in this game because there's so many other expensive defensemen and spots I want to get to, but like, I think this is a decent spot for a 6,500 And as crazy as I feel, actually saying that out loud. Um, who on the blue line from the Florida side? Because they are a little bit more expensive than they have been.
1: Yeah, I know everyone's expecting me to say, you know, Radko, good ass. you love a good ass here at Osmo. But, like, at 3,400, I'd rather find the 900 for Gustav Forsling, honestly. Uh, if you want to use good ass, the, you know that's fine. I think I'm going to try to find the money for Forsling. If you can't get up to Ekblad, also Uyghur. something like I, I was talking to you about um, last week. Intri- like this, I don't know if this is the slate because everything's so expensive. But like double using both Uyghur and Ekblad in your lineup, like it's it's y- y- I don't know. It could be a good way to get Contrarian. But like Florida's not going to be highly owned tonight, according to the. Ownership so projections, but on nights where they're going to be high owned, I think getting in both Weger and Ekblad makes some sense.
2: I like. I don't even hate that for tonight. Like, if you don't want to play, like, if you're not playing Colorado one, and you're not playing Florida one, a double defense from from Florida absolutely makes sense. I won't be doing it tonight, I don't think. But yeah, I can definitely see an avenue where that works. Um, all right, next game: Winnipeg two point seven implied gold total. They're going into Vancouver. The Canucks have a two point eight implied gold total. Um, there's money coming in on the Vancouver side. I noticed uh, on the Vegas, uh, on the in the Vegas money, money lines, and there's money coming in on the over as well. So people are expecting Vancouver goals here tonight. What do you think, Josh?
1: Yeah. And you see the Miller Besser line and the Petterson Garland are the worst leverage spots on the slate. So I think what I kind of like, to be honest, is um, going to this, Horvat, Niels, Hoglander, two man. If you want to get, you know, different on Vancouver, just because they're going to get Shifley, Connor, Wheeler, and like their numbers five on five leave a lot to be desired. Horvat, Hoglander have good numbers together. Hoglander's been shooting. They're only coming in, you know, like three, 4%, which is about half of what the Pedersen line is coming in, and like a quarter of Miller Besser. So, like, I I don't mind it. And they're, they're cheaper for the two man. Honestly, if you want to go to Miller Besser, I think that's fine. But like 17% and they're kind of cheap. So I think, you know, they're going to be a pretty popular build with some of these more expensive options, especially Patterson Garland, because they're 8,700 for the two of them. Like you can fit them in pretty easily with the more expensive spots. I, I really think like if you want to get different and still want to use Vancouver going up against Eric Comrie, I, I do really like the Corvette-Hoglander 2 men, And I get that their power play correlation is almost non-existent but we've talked about it like Winnipeg's penalty kill has gotten a little bit better. It's middle of the pack. It is Eric Comrie. So it does downgrade, but it's, it, we're not talking about the Winnipeg penalty kill like it's the coyotes again. So, you know, I think, you know, getting a decent five on five matchup, I think you can get away with using Corvette hot Obviously if you want to use that second and quote unquote third line with the Patterson Garland stuff, I think that's perfectly fine. I think, you know, I'd rather play Patterson Garland over Miller Besser, just personal preference.
2: Yeah, I um, agree with
1: that. yeah, they're going to be lower owned. They're they're actually cheaper, and on the top power play, um, but I, I I honestly like uh, Horvat Hoglander, and then on the Jets side, um, you know, Horvat Hoglander did a really good job surprisingly on Boston one. Yeah, Boston one has had some struggles, but like they looked really good defensively. The Horvat
2: Hoglander has been yeah. a good defensive line this yeah. year.
1: So I think again. I, again, like a broken record. I'm gonna to go to the Winnipeg second line. I like cop dubois healers. Uh they're only four percent, like similar to to far to two here. They're gonna get, you know, Miller Besser or Patterson Garland, which you know, they're good offensively, not great defensively. So I, I think you know, Winnipeg two makes some sense. And for some reason, in a two point eight total home, there's a lot to like on Vancouver.
2: Yeah, it is weird. Um I do like the – like the i Petters- I'm just going to go quickly. The Pedersen-Garland duo is the one I'm focusing on the Vancouver side the most. For this reason alone, it's Connor Garland is just shooting the absolute lights out of late. Over 20 shot attempts per 60 minutes over the last month. And Elias-Pedersen is third on the team in shot rate over that span. So two of the three guys uh, – two of the three fours that lead this team in shot rate are playing on the same line together. So that's why I'm going to go to Garland-Pedersen. That's my favorite duo. They actually have, we ha- we talked about their numbers on yesterday, the day before show or yesterday's show. I can't even remember. All ones together. Yeah. Um, but they were at about uh, 55% shot share, 60% scoring chance share, or maybe those numbers are reversed, but either way, well above average. So uh, Pedersen and Garland, absolutely for me. Um, on the Winnipeg side, I agree with you that Winnipeg uh, two line is a line for me, but I'm going to be honest and say in my one to three, I don't have any interest in Winnipeg here. I would probably, I'd rather play Nashville. i just say that. So um, that's kind of where I'm at. I agree with you. If I were to play a line, Winnipeg 2 has been very, very good. Dubois and Ehlers have just been excellent all year together. Um, it's just I'm not playing them particularly in this game. On the blue line, Travis Slamanick, unfortunately, he's out, so we can't put him in. Um, oh my God. I don't even know. I don't even want to think about where those minutes are going to go. Um, Especially if OEL doesn't play tonight because he was injured in their last game as well. Like, we could be looking at like twenty-four minute Luke Shen night or something like that. So, what do you like for defenseman here? I,
1: hear me out here. Tucker Pullman's kind of like the Walmart version of Travis Um uh,
2: I was gonna say Tucker Pullman reminds me of Logan Stanley. Yeah. Um, but go ahead.
1: Yeah. Twenty. Twenty-seven hundred. Especially if OEL's out too, he's gonna see close to twenty minutes. He does block some shots. So I don't mind Tucker Pullman. Uh, I prefer him over Luke Shen. Um, Tyler Myers, 3600. okay. He's getting like 17% ownership right now, which is quite a scene. Uh, Brad hunt. If he's in the lineup, power play too. He's probably going to play like nine minutes though. It, it, it is concerning. Um, on the, uh, Winnipeg side, Nate Schmidt makes some sense. Um, uh, more on Fandula. He's way cheaper on Fandula than he is on BK. Um, Logan Stanley, Dean Witter. I always want to say that after, like, there's just like a law firm, firm commercial. It's like Logan Stanley, Dean Witter. But like Logan Stanley, Brandon Dillon, either of those guys are fine at mid price for some shop blocking.
2: All right. That sounds good to me. Um, if you guys haven't checked out oddshopper.com here at Osmo, it is a free tool we have uh, here at Osmo that helps people shop for the best betting odds that they can find. Um, It does a lot of the research for you. I'm just looking at the website right now. If you want to play NFL props this Sunday, looking at Ty Johnson rushing yard prop, um, it has the best bet at points bet. And next to it is a Jamal Williams rushing yard prop has the best bet over at Caesars. So it picks out which lines it it can find automatically and gives you the best lines uh, available to you in your area. So, Uh, Check out oddshopper.com if you're into sports betting at all. I know you use it, Josh. I do use it. Uh, I don't use it as much because it's more NFL and NBA and those sorts of things. But um, it's just a wonderful tool for anybody that is into sports betting. And like I said, it's free. Um, Not too long left in this show. Uh, Coming up right after us, we have uh, the awesome fantasy football show with Aton and Savoka and Tara. Then the NFL Sunday NFL show with Kaufman and Eric. And then your NBA double dose. Starts at 5 o'clock Eastern. Before we get out of here, one more game to talk about. If you guys could click the like and subscribe buttons and also click that bell if you want to get alerts when we go live. Philly with a 2.3 implied goal total going into Vegas. Vegas has a 3.7 implied goal total. Philly put together Giroud, Couturier, and Konechny in their last game. And I'm not a fan of the Flyers at all, basically, at any point you know any part of their lineup but that's a very good line and it has been all season when they played together so that changes things for me in this game what do you think Josh
1: yeah and Chandler Stevenson's out and Nick Roy moved up so I'm wondering if Vegas is going to send out Carlson against Couturier uh like in in parts of last season they were sending at home they're sending out Carlson against Top Comp when Stevenson was in so I'm wondering if they're going to do that and I'm going to have to look into that a little bit deeper but if that's the case like I think the ownership is going to come down now that Nick Roy's with Stone and Pacioretty, um, but if they are going to get the haze line, like I, I really like that spot as well. Uh, I'm going to have to look into that, but um, because with Katoria and Drew together, it's kind of a tough spot. Um, so it's kind of matchup dependent. Whichever line doesn't see Katori Drew is the one I'm going to be interested in on the Vegas side. If you want to go down to that third line too, as well, Yan Mark two men does interest me some against the depth of the Flyers, which is you know just bad. Um so yeah, this is a Vegas game for sure. I just want to see if I can get some clarity on which lines can see Torre Drew on the fire side, 2.3 total on the road. I don't I don't mind that top line, but like I just don't know, you know, if I wanna in one to three, obviously I'm not gonna have any, but in 20 lineups, I maybe will have one or two.
2: Yeah, I will say I'm just on Vegas two, fly and Philly one here tonight. Vegas two um that's pending like you said whether they're not going to get that matchup i'm gonna have to look into that but i do like that flyers top line i don't care about the matchup probably not going to play them in one to three in 20 maxes i would absolutely be considering the flyers top line in one or two lineups all right we got to get out of here josh i'm going to ask you for your hat trick pick and your goalies my hat trick pick for tonight is slipping sammy Reinhardt, and my goalies are thatcher demko and carter hart who you got
1: yeah i like those two um who else there was someone else going up, man. There's some of just like really expensive spots. I don't mind Bobrovsky. He has shout out upside. Um, oh, Elias Samsonov is the guy that I like as well. And my hat trick pick is going to be Niels Hoglander.
2: All right. Niels Hoglander, Sammy Reinhardt, your hat trick picks. We got to get out of here. Uh, coming up is that awesome fantasy football show. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning with our NHL show for producer Tyler.